This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Welcome back to Scissors and Scrubs. I'm Nicole. Laura. I feel like I need to put an apology out there because this month of November turned into a complete fucking shit show. (laughs) So we had all the kind of spiral. It spiraled way out of control. We had all these plans for November. And then I went away and Mike got sick and nothing got recorded. Mm -hmm. So you got a couple of repeat episodes we Mm -hmm. hadn't counted on. Mm -hmm. And I feel terribly guilty about it. But not so guilty that I didn't think of a wow banger for this episode. So we're just going with what we had in November, <laughs> even though it's only uh, three, days, three left. days left and we're a little late, but we're still going to cover uh, No Shave November. And what are you covering? Um, Blackout Wednesday. And Blackout Wednesday. Yeah. And we're just going with the, the names here. Mm-hmm. So um, hope everybody had Thanksgiving. That was wonderful. Yes. Uh, both of us had our boys home. Mine apparently comes home every weekend. Yeah. But Jack was home for he the first time. He has not been home since June, so he was thrilled. Oh, my God. It was so exciting to have yeah. everybody home. He thought we got a new mattress. He just forgot what his <laughs> and a good mattress actually felt like <laughs> and thought we bought him a new mattress because his is so shitty You're at the base. coming home for three days. New mattress time. Yeah. No, I'm going to get you a new mattress so you can use it twice a year. Oh. So it was nice having everybody home. I'm exhausted. Uh, my plantar fasciitis has gone from the bottom of my foot. Now I have this weird thing going on the top of my foot because I've been walking and doing so much. My foot's killing me oh. all the time. Could be all the drinking too. I think I have gout. That's what it is. Maybe, maybe, gout. Gout. Yeah. maybe we'll cover that in an yep. episode. Oh, so- then Jack tells me. He gets in the car. He's like, I saw Boston from the plane. I thought I was going to cry. I'm like, obviously, it's the best place in the world. <laughs> and then he's like, mom, the kids on base always tell me I sound like just like Jeremy Renner from the town. Now, oh, I'm- please. <laughs> Hysterical. Because he doesn't have a Boston Not even accent a little bit. at all. And yeah. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, they say it all the time. Like, oh my God, you just said it. Because that's because you're from Boston. Like, you say it like this. Like, I don't say it like anything. He's like, I'm from Stoneham. I'm not from Boston. He's like, you need to hear my mother and my grandmother talk. <laughs> like, that's, that's a Boston accent. You're going to hear a real Boston accent because I don't have one. They say, he's like, mom, they say it all the time. Anytime I say anything, they say it. I have a Boston accent. When Cameron's friends came up, his friend's family came up and spent Thanksgiving with us. They said something like, oh no, you guys clearly have an accent. When we called you the first time and my husband was like, hey, what about the party? And her husband was like, the what? <laughs> and she's in the background. Party. They're from Boston. Remember, it's party. <laughs> the party. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we got all that behind us. Um, I'm not promising shit's going to go easy in things December either because they're going to both be home for Christmas, too. But we're going to try to be a little more prepared. Hopefully nobody gets the man cold or get sick oh we can't do another month-long man cold we, we do cannot cold. i will not survive it i do think we should cover a man cold too. oh we definitely should <laughs> uh mike was ill mike was very ill with a cold with a cold yeah um oh my god no i can't tell you that story i have to tell you that story off Uh-oh. offline okay <laughs> but don't let me forget okay. to tell it to you okay so no shave november i'm gonna talk about no shave november mm-hmm. um we had somebody at work do it like two years ago, but he just didn't shave his mustache. That's um, I think most of them just do leave the mustache. But it really defeats the purpose of it. it well, because then you're like, what's to... on your face? And then they're like, oh, I'm growing it for No Shave November. A lot of them just do the mustache. Okay, it's supposed to be for like all grooming. Yeah, but I, re- I remember like years ago, like the first time I heard of it, like a bunch of the urology residents were doing it, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening? Are we in?" And I don't know why the urology residents. I don't either. It's but I was like, "Oh, it must have something to do with 
prostate cancer because they all had a mustache in November. I was like, what is this month needs to end? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Everybody looked like a 1970. Yeah, it was awful. Okay, so how was it started? It started in 2009 by the Hill family when Matthew Hill dies from colon cancer in 2007. It has since spread nationwide and raised more than $12 million. What is it? Well, let me tell you what it is. It is used to grow awareness for cancer patients by growing our hair, which make many cancer patients lose during treatment. Mm -hmm. It is for you to donate the money you would use on grooming and shaving towards cancer awareness. Seeing as it's in November and I never shave my legs in November anyway. You should Maybe once. What am I going to donate? 50 cents? I don't know. You if you know, went to Target, it's like five bucks probably. For maybe for one reason. Because yeah. it's just, I maybe shave once a month in the wintertime. <laughs> That's a little TMI, but you got it. A little bit. So the rule is to put down your razor, men and women, for 30 days and donate your waxing, hairstyling, shaving money to cancer awareness. Hmm. Waxing my face, that wouldn't be pretty. I'd have my own mustache. Yeah. All right. So we're just going to cover a little bit about colon cancer. What it is, how to prevent it, and all the other good stuff that mm. goes with it. All right, colon cancer. What is it? Well, it's a cancer of the large intestines. Colorectal cancer is the large intestines and your rectum. It affects older adults but can strike any age. My girlfriend's cousin passed away from it at like 45. They say that in the United States, the prevalence of like 30-year-olds getting it is like through the roof for some reason. I don't know. It's something we're eating. It's something we're eating because they said it's like it's like getting like they have no idea what's happening, but it's getting like higher and higher. Like you, you, that's why you need to go get your like colonoscopies at forty. Like you need to. I was supposed to get a colonoscopy. I go to the doctor my first physical in five years in January of last year of this year, and he's like, "Okay, it's time for colonoscopy." I'm like, "No, those are after 50. He's like, "No, they're after forty-five. I'm like, "No, they're after fifty. He's like, "No, they're after forty-five. I said, "Well, I'll do mine fifty. He's like, "No, you'll do it now." So they booked me for August. I get all prepared in my head to do this, and they cancel it a week before. And they're telling me, well, we can't get you back until December. I said, well, A, that's unacceptable because it's your fault you're canceling because apparently somebody's going on vacation. And B, if you rebook me, I'm not doing it. (laughs) It's December coming up. Nothing's booked. So I'll wait till January for a physical again, and I, I know I have to do it. I know I have to do it, but I don't want to it's but it's better than i know i have it in my family i know i know it it. okay i'm gonna do it i swear so it usually starts with small non-cancerous clumps of cells called polyps Mm -hmm. which can grow over time and become uh tumors Mm -hmm. polyps produce few if any symptoms at all which is why it is so important to get a colonoscopy now listen I just told you that stupid story about myself, but I cannot stress how important fucking colonoscopies are. Because you don't know those polyps are growing. Because my uncle died at 53 because he refused to have one because he got colon cancer. So um, colonoscopies are done to find these polyps before the polyps become tumors. What is a colonoscopy? Well, it is an outpatient procedure. Mm -hmm. It is uh, the worst part of a colonoscopy is the prep, Mm -hmm. which I'm hearing the prep is getting better. Back in the day, they'd give you like a three-gallon thing of Go Go Lightly, (laughs) and you would have to drink the entire thing in like less than 24 hours, and you would completely shit your brains out. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, I can just remember my mother having it, and she was trying to get it. She only drank half of it. I said, all right, so when you go in tomorrow and you're not clean, you're going to have to do it again. So then she's like sucking down. Hated it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, colonoscopy is recommended for anyone over 45, 45 or over. 
if you have a family history, it may be considered to come in earlier. Some people might start at 35. It depends on how significant the family history is. Mm -hmm. uh, genetic factors associated with colon cancer may be recommended for you to come in earlier. Inflammated, uh, inflammatory bowel issues like colitis or Crohn's can make you come in earlier. If your mother, father, brother, sister, or child has colon cancer, you have to keep getting screened. Uh, multiple relatives, i.e. me, with colon cancer. But like I said, the Boland prep, the bowel prep is the worst. Right now, like the prep they had given me to do, which I never did, was um, you mix a thing of Miralax, mm -hmm. an Italian thing of Miralax with Gatorade. I forgot how much it was. And you have to drink that the night before. And then I think it was either the morning of you had to drink another thing of Miralax. So it's changing depending on where you go. I was going to say, I think even each doctor, it's different. Right. So yeah. with the go lightly, it's different. Um, but basically, you're going to drink uh, a massive amount of laxatives to clean you out and clean your colon out. And Listen, it, you're dropping 10 pounds that time. This is what I'm thinking. You're dropping 10 It's a I quick know. 10 pounds out. I think I put 10 pounds on just from Thursday. Right. That's un If you did it now, really, for the Christmas parties, be you'd be looking I'd be great. All set. I'd yeah. be all set. So the prep is done the day prior to the procedure. And it, no matter what the prep is, you have to complete the prep. Because if you do not complete the prep, you're going to get rebooked and you're going to come back in. Because they have to be able to take the camera enter your colon and see it and if, if you, you have poop in there if you have poop in there you're not going to see it and they're also going to tell you things like don't eat tomatoes don't eat anything red because that will be mistaken for blood this don't eat seeds because they'll get caught in your colon this a, a diet you have to follow a week out because you got to make sure none of this stuff gets in there because it could all be mistaken for a bigger problem um the procedure itself is a day surgery you are sedated and a small scope is inserted into your rectum and threaded through your colon the scope has irrigation in it. The scope has air in it. So a lot of people completely don't remember at all mm -hmm. what's going on. But when you are actually having it done, you're awake. Most people are are awake and you can feel like, you know, they're uncomfortable from the gas. They may have you shift around, but you're never going to remember any of that. Um, so they're going to go through. Gonna, and if they see any polyps, they'll remove them at that time and they'll send them for biopsy. You're, like I said, most people don't remember anything. If you don't have a colonoscopy and the polyps become tumors, here are some of the symptoms you might you might see. Like so, if you're growing a uh, bowel tumor, you might have change in bowel habits, which could be either diarrhea or constipation. Constipation, my girlfriend's cousin, that's what she had. Bad mm -hmm. constipation turned out to be a tumor. God bless. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll have change in the consistency of your stool. You could have persistent abdominal pain cramps or gas mm -hmm. sounds like me all the time mm. you have rectal bleeding or blood in the stool if you have any kind of rectal bleeding unless you have known hemorrhoids it's something you should it should alert you immediately yep. and you should immediately go get checked rectal bleeding or blood in your stool unless you have known bleeding hemorrhoids you need to get that checked immediately it's a sign of something bad uh you may feel like you have more poop in there so you've gone you're in the bathroom you, you're all set and you're like mm, i feel like it's still in there it could be a problem if you have weakness or fatigue, unexplained weight loss, all of these symptoms can appear in the early stages of colon cancer. If any of these appear, because colon cancer, if caught early enough, can be fixable. Like 100% So please yeah. go get checked if you hear or see of any of these. Risk factors for colon cancer. Your older age, a lot of over 50, um, though it can hit at any age. I thought this was interesting. African Americans are at a greater risk. Really? Yeah, I thought that was weird. Uh, a personal history of polyps, inflammatory bowel disease, which we talked about, inherited syndromes like Lynch syndrome or familial 
adenomatosis polyposis. Oh, don't ask me what that is. You have a family history. You have a low fiber diet and a, hat, a high fat diet. You have a sedentary lifestyle. Uh-oh, this is becoming a problem. <laughs> Diabetes, obesity, smoking, alcohol, or you've had radiation therapy for cancer. I don't know why that's a risk factor, but it was in there. Hmm. If you end up with a cancerous mass that you missed your polyps, you didn't go for colonoscopy, you might need a colectomy. A colectomy is a surgical removal of part of your colon. It could be your whole colon, depending on what your colectomy is for. But usually for rectal ca- uh, for colon cancer, they're going to take a small part of your colon. Uh, depending on how extensive or where it is, you could end up with a colostomy, mm-hmm. which is they're going to take the end of the colon and they bring it out through your abdomen and then you poop it in a bag. Never a good time. Um, the, can- the type of cancer is going to determine the type of treatment you're going to have post-op. Whether you're going to need radiation, whether you're going to need chemotherapy, whether you're going to need both. So mm-hmm. it's not like there is a tried and true rule for cancer. It depends on the kind you have. It depends on where it is and how, if they got everything, how far along you are. So you may or may not need that post-op. Um, we talked about colostomies. Colostomies can be either permanent or temporary. Just because you have one doesn't mean they can't down the road, if everything heals well, reverse it and put the ends back together and mm-hmm. you get back to not having one. So, lifestyle changes mm. to prevent or help to reduce your risk of colon cancer. Eat a lot of fruits and veg. Okay. A lot of fruits and veg and whole grains. Um, drink alcohol in moderation, if at all. Well, I'm not going to drink. stop drinking, but I will drink in moderation. Mm-hmm. Stop smoking. Smoking is always a problem for everything. Yeah. Um, exercise most day of the week. I should really do that. And maintain a healthy weight. I'm going to try to do that, too. <laughs> This is a struggle. Struggle's real, dude. I've got a lot of symptoms here. A lot of side shit going on with that. So that is No Shave November. Though yes. we only have three days left for whoever wants to shave. Um, colon cancer is a real risk, but it is very avoidable or treatable. So please get your colonoscopies done. And I promise I will have mine done next year. Yes. Promise. You should. I should. You're not going to remember it. No, it's the prep. I, yeah, but you literally get on the scale the next day. It's going to make you feel good. I know. I know. You'll feel great bleh. that morning. Nah. Uh, so I did um, Blackout Wednesday, otherwise known as Drinksgiving. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard it called that. It's called Drinksgiving, Nicole. Um, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving has been a night when people come home for the holiday uh-huh. and everybody's coming back from college. For the Every- first time since yeah. they left. Everybody's coming home from like, you know, they moved to New York City for their job. They're coming home for the weekend with like the long weekend with their families. So they all go and meet up with all the people they always hung around with, go to the local bars um, and consume a lot of beverages mm-hmm. with their old classmates and their friends. The term Blackout Wednesday can be found <laughs> in internet searches. As far back as 2004, um, but oh, really but drinks caught on. has been going on for a while. It's, the thing has been, yeah. but um, but the, it's really like caught on on the internet since 2014, like Instagram, you yeah. know, like hashtag drink, blackout, uh, blackout Wednesday. Um, blackout Friday, that's a different thing. Yeah, that's a different thing. <laughs> um, it is the second heaviest drinking night behind New Year's Eve, like over St. Patty's Day, over um, well, 4th of July. St. Patty's Day is really only celebrated big in certain cities. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, over the 4th of July, like, it's the second biggest. Wow. Yep. Um, unless you live in Chicago, where it is the number one day for the heaviest drinking. Even <laughs> more than cold New Year's, New Year's Eve. Eve. <laughs> Chicago also claims to have to have started Blackout Wednesday. 
supposedly it originated in Chicago. They just want to be part of the gang. I don't know, but it's... We have St. Paddy's Day, you know. Well, I think they do, too. They turn that whole river green. That's true. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, But they... But they, it is their number one drinking day in Chicago is Blackout Wednesday. All right. Maybe that's where we should go next Thanksgiving. Maybe. <laughs> um, about 20% of the U.S. will partake in Blackout Wednesday, which is a huge freaking number. Yeah. 43% will drink beer. 33% will drink cocktails. 29% wine, which you will have such a headache all Thanksgiving. Why would you do that? Looking at it gives me a headache. Um, and 14% will drink just hard alcohol straight up. All right, Laura, which one would you be? Beer. I'd do the cocktails. Well, it depends on the day. But Thanksgiving, it's like fallish, probably in a sweater and jeans. I'm Pumpkin martinis. Oh, no, no. Not, <laughs> not the day before Thanksgiving. No. Um, from 2014 to 2018, 138 drivers were involved in fatal crashes on Thanksgiving Eve from being impaired. More than 800 people died from the years 2014 to 2018 from Wednesday Blackout Wednesday Eve until Monday morning of Thanksgiving weekend um, from drunk driving. During the 2018 Thanksgiving weekend, three times more drivers were in fatal crashes because of alcohol during nighttime hours. Three times more because of Thanksgiving Eve. Um, So these are just some... Anyways, so from 2014... (laughs) I'll forget, I'm going to tell you. From 2018... 40% 40% of drivers between the ages of 21 and 43 that were in fatal accidents on Thanksgiving Eve were intoxicated. 47%. That's a huge number. Yeah. On average, a DUI will cost you $10,000 in fees, fines, court costs, loss of work, car towing, your increased insurance rates. You get a DUI, you $10,000 right out the window. If you don't care about hurting anybody else and you're only worried about yourself, think about yeah. your $10,000. Impaired driving crashes have cost the u.s 44 billion dollars yearly Woo! yeah if caught driving drunk you face jail time and the loss of your license guess what else you lose when that happens your job yeah so now you have yes. no income you can't get to work yes. someone's gonna drive your ass there and yes. if they find out that you had your a job DUI, requires your license you can lose your job um always have a designated driver um or uber there's so many ride shares out there in this day and age it is so, you pick up your phone and a car pulls up to your house. And the thing is, most of these Thanksgiving, this drinksgiving is local. Yeah. Because you're at your local city yes. where all your friends are. You're not commuting to go into Boston no. to do this. You're going to be in your local town. Right. It's not that far to go. You could almost walk it probably. Right. Don't. There's no, it, there's no excuse not to have a DD or an Uber right. or whatever now. Um, don't let someone else drive drunk. You see somebody leaving the bus, mm-hmm. stumbling out. Do not let them leave. Do whatever you can. Don't let them get behind that wheel. Um, and if you see a drunk driver, report them. Yes. Call. 100%. If someone's swerving all over the place, you're not going to sleep for the rest of your life knowing that they killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, call them in. No yeah. one wants to be a snitch, but that, you know, saving someone's life. Um, so then there's just a couple accidents that happened on Blackout Wednesday. In 2021, in Miami, a family of six oh, were no. going from Florida to North Carolina to celebrate Thanksgiving with their family. 61-year-old Adriana Martinez and 32-year-old Heidi Martinez, mother and daughter, oh my were in a van um, that had a total of six people in it traveling northbound. Um, they get hit by a drunk driver. Four of them are rejected. Oof. Adriana and Heidi die. Oh, my God. Um, a 10-month-old baby and <gasps> his 26-year-old mother 
were hospitalized. Um, Logan Ware was a drunk driver that struck the van from behind. He had to have hit them to eject so them? fucking fast to eject four people from yeah. that car. Um, he was arrested on site for DUI he manslaughter. He's he fucking survives. Arrested on site DUI manslaughter for the two people that were dead on the street. Jesus. Um, not only did I mean, if you're only worried about yourself, not only did you just kill two people and injure others right. and ruin everybody's. You fucked your own life up. You you're going got, to jail. Screw you're in you're prison. You have DUI manslaughter. Um, and then in 2022, this year, at 4 a.m. on Thanksgiving. This Thanksgiving? This Thanksgiving. On 4 a.m. At 4 a.m. Thanksgiving morning. So that means you're out mm-hmm. drinking Wednesday night. A drunk 27-year-old unidentified man was driving a Tahoe North in the southbound lanes. On I-75 in Macon, Georgia, oh, no. which is like one of my biggest fears mm-hmm. in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit a Toyota Camry. He's in a Tahoe. He hit a Camry oh. going the op- wrong way on a highway, killing 27-year-old Nomari Waite and five-year-old oh. Carmen Anderson. A third person in the Camry, 26-year-old Marcellus Copage, was critically injured. Waite and Copage were a couple who were returning home to Florida from Georgia where they had just picked up Copage's five-year-old daughter, Carmen. So now a five-year-old and a 27-year-old are dead. A 26-year-old is critically injured. And this 20 and the other the 27-year-old that hit them also died. All these lives are just ruined. They were these young yep. 20-something and, and a five-year-old. So fucking unavoidable. It, avoidable. Completely. Yeah. Completely yeah. Avo- avoidable. Totally me. avoidable. Yep. There's no reason. Get an Uber. Have your husband come pick your ass up. Do something. I mean, it's a fun night. I get it. But be responsible about it. There's no... Oh, that breaks And mind. this just starts the whole holiday season on mm-hmm. the and yeah. drunk driving and everything else. Oof, that's yeah. a nice Thanksgiving. I know. Just don't do it. Just, just don't These do people it. are on their way to see their families for like a celebration. I know. And they're dead on the way. Well, listen, on a lighter note, why don't you guys write in with some of your friend Thanksgiving? Blackout Wednesday Thanksgiving. Blackout Wednesday no. celebrations. That you took a safe ride home in. Yes. Let us know, you know, where you're from, what you did, and, or one of the best ones you've ever had. Write in and let us know. Because mm-hmm. we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, it mm-hmm. could be a little Christmas gift to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, what you do, like, do on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's we, like... Your traditions or whatever. Uh, or, yeah. You know, did Aunt Joe get salmonella after she ate the turkey uh, that was stuffed? Let us yeah. know what happened. Yeah. We do um, the um, saran wrap ball every year. I love that. That's fun. It, they fucking love it. They, the oldest are 18 now. The youngest are seven. There had to be 12 kids here mm-hmm. and we do it. And there was new kids. So I had to like explain, but, um, they literally, the 18 year olds are just as excited as the oh, fucking seven year olds. They think it's a star. Look up the saran wrap ball. It's a blast. Like party thing. Yeah. And like you put candy or other things into saran wrap, but you can't rip it. You have to find the seams. And did you ever see the one it. too where they take the gift box? And yeah, we did that with, with the, the mittens. Oven mitts. That's not as fun. I don't no, think. Because the saran wrap ball can get really like intense because you you think you're like it's gonna be my turn what it because they make a mistake and it gets passed on no you roll a dice the you that's are right. unwrapping that's the right. that's right. until the, the other one rolls the person double. next to you is rolling the dice we just do one because it's too many people okay so we pick a number like this year is like six when it goes to six they you have, have to you stop your chart right. i forgot i that. swear to god my poor nephew johnny every single time we got it he didn't get it unwrapped one bit not one piece of candy <laughs> came out on his turn i was like oh my god the boy can't like and then at the end we put like a gift card in the yeah. middle. He was like down. It was like down to one more layer. And the kid rolled a six. Then he got it and the gift card came flying around. He never got one thing. Oh, Not the one poor thing. kid. Other kids gave him candy. But it was like, I'm like, oh my God. We were like, go on, go on, go 
fun. No, it literally it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And Mike does it. So it's the cruelest thing you've ever seen. Why? Because he... I he does layers and layers of nothing. And then, like, it's wrapped. So you can't even find the edge for about 15 Mike minutes. Mike, you can wrap the one for me this year. Oh, my God. It's cruel. But we do that every <laughs> Thanksgiving. Lays and nothing. <laughs> it's so, it's hysterical. They can't even, they, some of them will look up the edge for, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. It's hysterical. I it's a fun. weird things in it, too. Like, I think last year I put, like, an old Blockbuster card in Yeah, you did. <laughs> an old Blockbuster video card. There was garbage pail kids this year. I can't believe you have an old Blockbuster card. You found it in the junk draw. <laughs> what are you doing? Is your picture on the back? You kept it? His old, well, you don't give that. It's a collector's item. It's like, vintage. It, he put it in the ball. It's vintage, like the Jello mold right. I got at Christmas. Yeah. I mean, at Thanksgiving this year. You had two. Oh, my God. And vintage. you kept them. The Stoneham and Malden blockbuster. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. Anyways, oh that's God, what I we do. do miss a good blockbuster, though. I'm not going to Tell us it. something else fun that you do, though, so I can do yeah, something. Yeah, let us, you know, we like to hear from you guys, so. Yeah. Figure would give you a topic to discuss amongst yourselves. Give mm-hmm. us some Thanksgiving um, fun stories that you might have. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read a quick email. That's the email printed out fresh off the presses from uh, our good friend Mike here. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not writing names, right? No. No. Okay. So I was hospitalized a number of years ago for a minor stroke. Jesus. At discharge, I got the diagnosis of hemiplegic migraine or migraine that resembles stroke. Hmm. I looked up what that was. Had a what the fuck moment and had to <laughs> have had to learn to live with it. Anyway, two points from that. Ever worked on the neuro ward? Um, we work in the neuro operating rooms, but yes. not in the ward. I had a lot of nurse visits back then, especially overnight. When I asked how come I was getting so much attention, I was told that no other patient on the neuro floor was conscious. <laughs> Thanks, but kind of creepy as well. Mm-hmm. But kind of true because mm-hmm. most of them are intubated. <laughs> yeah. Also, I had no idea there were so many subject subsets of migraines. Look up Alice in Wonderland migraines. Seriously, what the fuck? And glad I don't have that. Love the podcast and happy holidays to you both. I'm not going to read the name, but thank you for the email. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I think me- that's a great idea. Migraines? Well, I suffer. I think we should do migraines for New Year's because that's what everybody's going to have the next day anyway. No, they don't have a migraine. <laughs> All these people that tell me I have a migraine, but you're standing up at a fucking restaurant. No, you don't. If you had a migraine, your ass would be in a fucking bed. With a bucket you, you do not have a migraine right I now. Know. Like I, That is my biggest pet peeve. Like, I have a migraine. Like You don't even know what a migraine is if you are standing here telling me that. even concentrate when I have a headache. No, like, I, can't I can't read. I literally, not a head, when I have a migraine, I can't, my eyes don't focus. I can't read anything. Yeah. I get Literally. the visual ones like I, I can see it coming on the like sides the of my eyes. Yes, thing, yeah. yes, I'll yeah. see it come, and I'll. It won't be there yet, but I know I have to go home and I have to lay down because yeah. it's going to be there within an hour. And it was happening to me on the Tobin one day. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why can't I? See? It was like all in one eye. It was really weird. Yeah, I get. So I'll get when it's coming. That's what will happen yeah. first for me. I've had when I was 19 or something. I think I was a scrub tech. I was at my. I was living at my mother's house. I got up in the morning to get ready for work, and all of a sudden, I'm passed out. And then I had like the worst. I have had migraines since mm. I was like six. The worst. Like I was like, I'm, there's something wrong. Like this, I was like screaming in pain. Mm. I had to go to the ED. They're doing a spinal tap, oh, yeah, like checking everything. They're checking to see if I had a stroke. Like it was that bad. It was a migraine. Yep. Um, They're no joke. No. So yeah, maybe we'll cover yeah. a whole episode on migraines. We'll do all the different kinds. Um, it'll be titillating. I won a seventh grade um, science fair for my headache presentation. Well, I get hormonal headaches, so mm. when I get a headache, it could be seven days long. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking fun. Mm. Um, 
All right. Well, that was it. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. November. Happy everything. <laughs> uh, get ready for your holiday season. It's the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 as Andy Williams would sing. Um, I don't know that. Of course, you don't know who Andy Williams is? No, literally never Do you know who that. Andy Williams is, Mike? Sure. Thank you. Sure. He doesn't. He yes, doesn't. he does. He was a crooner from back in the day. Andy Williams. Andy Williams. He had a whole Christmas album. He had a whole variety show. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Well, you know what? If you know who Andy Williams is, you can write in about that, too. <laughs> All right. So um, be safe. Take an safe. Uber. All the Christmas parties are coming up. Take an Uber. Please be safe. We'd yep. like to keep you listening in the new year. Think of if that might ride might cost you 40, 50 bucks, but the DUI is going to cost 10, you 10000 You're yep. trying to get your license back. Yeah. Um, so that is that. Mm-hmm. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Like, subscribe, rate, and review. The Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.